Good evening and welcome to what should be, I think, maybe the most active, exciting, and entertaining and important episode of Burger Smokehouse PowerMizzou.com dance class all season long. Missouri, a 72-70 winner in Gainesville, Florida, over the Gators on a Drew Smith layup with seven-tenths of a second left in a game that, I mean, clinches Missouri's NCAA tournament berth. There is no more question. We don't talk about this anymore. It's all over. It doesn't matter what the SEC tournament seed is. Nothing. The rest of it doesn't matter. Like, Saturday against LSU doesn't matter. The SEC tournament doesn't matter. None of it matters. Missouri's in the NCAA tournament. What the seed is, all that, we sort that all out later, guys. It's important, but it's not that important, right? Missouri's dancing. Tonight clinches that. Missouri is 15-7 and seven with... Their seventh quad one win of the season, eight and seven in SEC play. It, I mean, a phenomenal win. I, it, like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I haven't spent a lot of time going over to the stats. I haven't, like, broken this down. Most important play, all that. Well, we know the most important play. But I haven't messed with all that that much. Because this game, all that mattered was win the game you win the game you're in the tournament you in the tournament you have a chance that's all that matters i want to acknowledge first of all pocket watch thank you man for the super chat thank you so much for joining us all season long you've been a big supporter of us i i mean you're not even a mizzou fan you've been over here helping us out we appreciate that i appreciate that thank you for that so i wanted to get you on the screen first pocket watch Thank you for that. Um, we have a ton to do tonight. Uh, I actually delayed this show a little bit because I wanted to listen to Drew Smith talk. Uh, we've got Conzo. I will tell you guys, I have covered Conzo now for nearly four full years. I've not seen Conzo this excited. The dude was energized in his post-game press conference, and you will see that in a minute. So what we're going to do, we're going to play Conzo for you guys. We're going to come back. We're going to take some calls. We're going to have some comments. We're going to do all that. We're, we're at some point in this thing going to play Drew Smith. I'm anticipating this is going to be a longer show than usual. Uh, but we're going to play Conzo. We'll get to Drew at some point. We'll take your calls. We'll take your questions. We'll take your comments. We'll do all that. Uh, but real quick, before we get to any of it, here is Missouri's head coach after a 72-70 win over Florida that ices Missouri's NCAA tournament berth. And I'm telling you, he won't say it out loud, but meant more to the coach than most of them. So was that last play called to, to go to Drew? And uh, I guess why, why put the ball in his hands there? Well, I think what happens, he's a guy one can make free throws, a guy that I trust. If he needs to make the pull up, he needs to make the pass. Uh, he's tough enough, physical enough. So, and the play was, you know, to have our big guys decoy up top, but he was taking the ball to the rim. So 
we were gonna win it and lose with him making that decision, whatever it was. But I, I, I thought he passed up a shot the previous play down, and then they, you know, we fouled him. I just say, man, come on now, be the guy you're supposed to be. And he made a play at the rim, and it was a great one. If he didn't have a look, he had X on the backside. He had Mark Smith in the corner that he was looking at when he was driving the ball. So, but it worked out. Ben Arnett. Coach, you end up in another one of these back and forth games on the road. Um, Florida obviously didn't go away, but you know the last six minutes as this thing plays out, what did you see from your group as they kept swinging back and and were able to pull this one out? Well, I just think for us, man, I, I got to say to the guys, man, let, let's get to a point where teams beat us because they were better. They beat us, man. We, we can't keep giving away games. And we still had breakdowns, man. We had breakdowns. Drew fouled a guy when he didn't have to foul him. That type of stuff, you have to find a way to correct it. Maybe we can't because it's so far in the season. But, man, you make people beat you. And, um, you know, we up, well, I think we're 70 to 62 maybe. It's like, man, let's finish the game. Tillman missed a layup and he didn't get back on D and all of a sudden he get a basket and change the game. That, that can't happen. You got to finish the basketball game. And, and I'm thankful that we found a way to finish. Uh, Gabe Derman. Conzo, I know this is an incredibly basic question, but just how big for your team, considering the last couple of weeks and that you're going into postseason play, is the result tonight? I'm happy for our guys. It's always tough to win on the road, man. And to win at a place like this, I mean, you, you beat a tough team, a well-coached team, a talented team, and that's, that's not an easy thing to do. And again, I, I'd rather, me, I'd rather play on the road. I, I enjoy playing on the road, man, to, to, to win a road game. That's not an easy thing to do. But it, it wasn't so much as, you know, postseason play and all that. I, we, we were all the NCAA tournament team, so what, that wasn't a topic for our guys. It was about let's get better. And again, though we, I think it was four or five, it wasn't as if we were bad. You know, it's like when you lose a key guy in two games and it, we, we weren't bad, we just weren't clicking on all cylinders. So it wasn't like it was four or five glaring things. We, 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 we can't do anything about it. Like I said, God, let's correct what we need to correct and let's be the team we need to be. And, and I think our guys show that for the most part tonight. Ben Hockman. Hey, Conzo, want to ask you about Xavier Pinson tonight. Uh, what impressed you overall with his game? I mean, the thing with him, he can score the ball, but he has to be north and south. So you, you might as well call X north and south. First name north, last name south. And that's when he's at his best, because if anything else, he's not very effective. He needs to be downhill attacking and aggressive. And when he's doing that, he gets shots. Other guys get shots. The ball moves and everything flows. But if he's a guy that's going from sideline to sideline, then he might as well don't play that night because he's not the same guy. Eric, it was a good, good performance by north-south. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Good performance by North South. Uh, Mitch Smith had to give you big minutes tonight. You called him the credit card in the past. You know, did, did he give you a credit card performance? He did it. You know, my, my credit card hadn't been working in a while, you know, so, so but he gave it up tonight. He did. He, he stepped up big tonight. And again, I just talked to him uh, the day there two ago and just say, Mitch, we, we need the old Mitch, man. We need, and that's the, that's the guy that plays hard, competes. And it ain't so much as how many shots going to bats. It's not that, but it's how hard he plays, competes. I mean, a guy 6'11 can make a shot. And when he's engaged in his shot fall, now he's defending, he's as good as any small forward power forward in our conference because all the other stuff, he's going to defend, he's going to play, he's going to do all those things. And I'm just happy to see him play well. I mean, I just, because he, he deserves to play well. Dave Matter. Conzo, when, when you guys were at your best offensively tonight, it looked like the ball movement was, was the way you like it, guys sharing the ball. I mean, is that what this team can be offensively in, in spurts? That's who we have to be. You got to move the ball. And again, uh, we, we knew Tim was received the double. And I think he got to get back, get back better at posting up. 
I don't think he's been as aggressive in posting up and demanding the ball. He got to get back to that. We, we need that from him so we can get the ball inside to him. But he, but he has to be more demanding down there. And it wasn't so much the guards not giving the ball. He has to be demanding with his presence so we can give him the ball. Because once he get the ball, now you're getting guys three-point shots, and, and it opens everything up for us. Larry? Gonzo, can you just talk about the importance of forcing the turnovers, especially in the first half against this team? Well, again, when our defense is set, we're as good as any American. And so set the defense, make guys work, uh, tighten the screws up in your middle ball screen. And, and now you, Drew Smith can be Drew Smith. Mitchell can get in the passing lane. Jeremiah blocking the shot. Edge getting the lane. So now everything flows. But we have to be set in order to do that. Of course, Drew is known as the guy that gets steals and make plays. But other guys got to get in the pass lane, passing lanes. But when you're set, you're, you're aggressive and you engage. When we play on our heels, we're not a very good team. We got to be aggressive. We got to be assertive. We got to shut down passing lanes and force guys to make plays. And I thought we did that for the most part. Harold? When you see the offensive rebounds, uh, you know, you get them to almost three to one on offensive rebounds and also the balance and scoring. Is that just kind of the ideal performance you like to have when you get into these road neutral type contests going forward in the future? Well, again, it's for us, the balance is, you know, what we always say more than anything, defend, rebound, and play as hard as you can play. Defend, rebound, play as hard as you can play. Offensively, share the ball. Of course, when we execute certain plays, you read the defense, you make plays, but you got to share the ball offensively. When we do those things, it's good. Now, there'll be some teams where your shots might fall, you don't, you don't rebound as well. I'm willing to give up not getting as many offensive rebounds to set our defense. I'm okay with that. So, so, so my gauge, if we get out rebound, it all depends on how we flow and how the game played. It's not so much, okay, you got to out rebound by 10. Well, we made shots and our defense was set and we didn't turn the ball over. I'm okay with that. Coffee. Coach, can you, can you take us through what it was like in the locker room? I, I imagine it was probably pretty, pretty crazy. A lot of energy, a lot of passion. Again, you know, to get back to the edge, again, you know, we, we talk a lot about road wins, man. It's not easy, man. And to win on the road against a very talented, well-coached team is a great feeling, man. Jeremiah files out. Other guys stayed the course. I mean, when Jeremiah was out, we went up, you know. So it just – it's good. Kobe didn't have one of his better games, but, you know, it's part of it. Mitch stepped up big, and that's what a team does, man. But it's good. But really, we just said – they were jumping in my guy in the locker room. I just said, stack it up, guys. Get out of here as fast as we can. We don't want to take it back from him. Let's get out of here. Jack. Uh, Conzo, in the in the first half when you guys were that active defensively, were you kind of satisfied with the way that they kind of got back to the identity that you want for this team? Yeah, man, it just – it's just who we are, man. I, you know, we play with a different pace offense. We get them down the floor because that's fine and dandy, but we still got to defend, man. You have to defend. You have to rebound. You have to play as hard as you can play. You have to do that. We have to do that. I'm, I don't know about other teams, but we have to do that in order to be a good team. Dave? Conzo, uh, we've talked to you after a lot of games. I'm not sure we've seen you this energized. Is it, is it fair to admit that maybe this one was was pretty big? Again, I mean, y'all probably get tired of me. They're all big, but yeah, is this a big one? Yes, but but again, it wasn't because, okay, you're trying to get in see tournament. I don't talk to our guys. I, we already knew that. We knew we, let's play the way we know how to play. So that part made it fun. Again, we didn't finish like we needed to. We up eight points, finished the game. But it just feels good to get a road win, man, and finish off at home against a very talented LSU team. I'm excited about it. Wish we can have all our fans in there. You got time for two or three more if we're going to get players in. So. Maybe we could. I don't know. Uh, Greg? Yeah, Coach, uh, how do you uh, evaluate Mark Smith tonight and uh, his confidence heading into senior night? Mark has been great the last four games. But film study, attention to detail, all those things. Mark, Mark's been great. I thought he passed up two or three shots tonight. He did a great job. 
I mean, Mark, Mark, the last four games, Mark has been great. And it's the film study, it's the execution, it's the mental preparation and practice. And it's happy to see because, man, when, when guys work as hard as he works, I, I said it when he was struggling. All he had to do is focus on the things that we talked about. He'll be okay because he already worked hard. And he, and he got a shot. Everything fell in place for him, so I'm happy for him. Mason? Hey, Coach, you had all three starting guards producing double-digit points, and all of them were effective on the offensive end tonight. How essential is it for all of them to show up and be clicking on a consistent basis in order for your team to build momentum deep into March? I think it's very important, man, because, again, they, they, you're talking about guys that play 25 to 30-plus minutes, so you're in rotation, you get shots, you know where your shot's coming from. So you should always be effective. There's there certain nights that might not go for you, but for the most part, if I'm in heavy rotation, Man, I, I already know what coach wants from me. So I'm, I'm playing basketball. You know, just it's one thing of a guy that plays two or three minutes here and there. Now he's sitting there, when should I shoot? What's my game? How many minutes? But if I'm in heavy rotation, that should be those guys on a consistent basis. Clint. Coach, can you just talk about kind of the demeanor of the team? I mean, having lost four out of five and then a game gets postponed on Saturday and just kind of, did, did you foresee this coming and what's the attitude of the team kind of leading up to this? I can certainly say there hasn't been a game we stepped on the floor this year. I didn't think we would win. It does home road. All right, there you go, guys. Conzo uh, had, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds left. Um, that, I've covered Conzo for four years. I've never seen him that energetic, that fired up after a game. I mean, I don't care what he says. <laughs> I don't care how much he downplays it. That one meant a little bit more. We've got the the number up on the screen there. It's 573-234-4935. I've got Skype open. I'm going to take your calls. As we always do on this show, the the phone calls will take priority. I will answer your phone calls. I'll I'll stop what I'm saying. I'll stop taking comments, whatever. We'll take your calls first. That's what we're always going to do first on this show. So if you want to call in, 573-234-4935. We'll talk about what you guys want to talk about. Um, I mean, that was a coach that the weight of the world was lifted off that dude's shoulders with a layup with seven-tenths of a second left from Deer Smith. I mean, that, that shot was – and – like, we could focus on the fact that they were up 70-62 and gave up an 8-0 run and had to kind of sweat it out. If you want to focus on that, hey, that's your thing. That's cool. They went to Gainesville, Florida, beat a team that, I mean, Florida's not great, but they're a good team. You know, they're an NCAA tournament team. Beat a team on a layup with seven-tenths of a second left to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament for the first time in three years and the second time in eight. I mean, look, you, as a Missouri fan, you... All right, we're getting a, uh, we're getting a call now, and we're going to go to the Skype line. And we're going to uh, the unknown person. I don't know who this is, but what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is uh, this is Mark uh, in Springfield, Mo. What's up, so, Mark? How uh, you doing, man? Hey, I just wanted 
two things about this team. You know, one, I couldn't watch him for a while. It got to be too painful to watch him. I, I don't know if other people have that experience or not. Okay. But, you know, that's step one. And, and But the thing I enjoyed about tonight's game, and there were two guys that wanted the ball late in the game, and it's always been Pinson, and I was, I was mm-hmm. glad to see Drew Smith be the other one that wanted to come in and try and score. And obviously great for him as a senior to get that. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, we talked to Drew and the play was called for Drew to make the decision to, they were going to run a ball screen. Drew was going to do what he was going to do, whether he was going to take the screen, turn down the screen, the, the ball was in Drew's hands. And, and I mean, we talked about on the pregame show, Xavier Pinson's the guy that's going to figure out where this team goes when he's good. They're good when he's bad. They're not very good, right? And they both played pretty well tonight. And, and I throw Mitchell Smith in that in that conversation too. Oh, when he took that shot with two minutes to go, I was watching it with a friend who screamed, "No, no, no!" And then yep. yes, yeah, I, I refer that. No, I, I, yeah, I refer to that as the Daryl Butterfield three. No, 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 yes, good shot. <laughs> there was no way you should shoot that, and then he shoots it and it goes in. But the, the yep. bigger thing was Mitchell Smith's defense on that guy in the post the play before. Yeah, Castleton. That was brilliant defense and. If we could just figure out how to handle the pick and roll with Tillman, because that's what they go after him constantly. When they trap it, I think, is the, which they did the last half of the game, that really changed. Uh, was it Man, Trey Man that was killing us? Trey Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah when, they, when they trapped him, it stopped his ability to, to do that. So, But I, I, think, I think this is the biggest win he's had in three years. Oh, I, I don't think there's any question about it. And I think his demeanor after the game showed he knows it too. Yeah, and, and you called it right. I mean, he's he's never a happy guy. I mean, you know. He, he's uh, pretty even keel. Yeah, but, you know, now we can get rid of all the fire Conzo stuff. We're going yep. to the tournament. You know, we can fire him after the tournament, but at least we've got right. a week or two. Right. Of bliss. So yeah. That's yeah. all I got. Thanks fire. so much for running this. All right. Thanks, Mark. Fire him when he, when he loses in round two, right? Thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, that's a gimme, you know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Appreciate the call, Bye. man. Thanks so much. Uh, all right. Let's go to the 785 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe. It's Dan. What's up, Dan? How you doing, man? Everybody's doing great. I mean, obviously. Yeah, good uh, night, right? It was a good night without with, with ups and downs. Um, I got to echo the last caller. How much time was on the shot clock when Mitch took that three? Maybe 20 seconds? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah, I was. Like, it, no, I agree. It's It's one of those – because we all understand – any three Mitchell Smith takes, we think is a bad shot, right? But when it goes in, it changes our whole outlook on it. I, I mean, I yeah. I agree with what you're saying, but but let me take you back because Dan, I know you, I, I know you're gonna remember this as one of your favorite NCAA tournament memories, as I do because I know you. So sometimes <laughs> there are shots. Where a guy like Ali Farouk Manesh rises up on the wing with 27 seconds left on the shot clock, and you're going, "Oh my God, what are you what doing?" And then you're going, "Oh my God, this is the greatest shot I've ever seen!" Right? Sometimes it just works, man. Yeah. Well, he was open. I'll give him that. I mean, he, yeah. he was open, but uh, it was. I, I, I thought the announcers it's, were quite good tonight overall, also. But I agree. Uh, that was my favorite crew in a while. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they actually talked about the game and had inside. It was nice. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, Debbie Annanelli saying, well, they had to respect Mitch on the three on that last drive. I, maybe that's what they did. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I'm not sure they had worked to. worked out. Right. Yeah, I, 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 it sounded and, good. And I was like, well, he did hit that big one. I was actually going to talk about Mark Smith, and his numbers aren't all that remarkable, but he just looks so much more relaxed out there and like he can – you know, he can contribute again. And there for a while, it looked like that was not going to happen. Yeah. And I mean, every time we win, I guess we get overly optimistic. But I start to think the monkeys off this team's back. They can relax a little bit. They can beat some people. I mean, they're, yeah. you know, we've talked about this before. And I think maybe now it'll, it, it'll, it'll play out a little bit. Like we may see a little something happen. I'm not that really concerned about what happens in Nashville as much as no, no. they'll have a little more confidence going into the big one. Go go lose your first game in Nashville. Get the hell out of there with no COVID. That's the only goal. It, Nashville That's doesn't That's kind matter. of my thinking, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Mark yeah. has averaged about 12 points over the last four games. Like, he's actually played four pretty good games in a row, right? And, um, you know, this team is what I think 60% of the NCAA tournament is. Which, will it surprise us if they lose in the first round? No. But would it surprise us if they won two games? Also, no. I mean, that's most of the tournament. That's why we love this event, because those of us who fill out brackets, those of us who know a ton about sports, this is our living, all that, right? We lose bracket contests to our children who have never watched a basketball game in their lives. Like, that's why this is fun. And so Missouri is in it. Um, there that is unquestionable after tonight. I, I I don't know. They they could win three games. They could lose the first game. I I don't think anybody knows. But um, yeah, I, I I agree with you know I agree with what you've said. And you know you and I have known each other for a while. I know you're a like I know you might get emotional every now and then. But like you're a you're a knowledgeable sports fan, and this one was huge. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you got other callers, Gabe. I'll just echo another thing. Uh, only time I've ever won a bracket was in fifth grade because my uh, fifth grade coach went to North Carolina State. And uh, I just filled, filled that out. And <laughs> now I, I think I know something and I can't win. I've so. legitimately never won a bracket contest in my whole life. The, the one I did the best in was in 1999 before anybody who knew – knew who Gonzaga was, I picked him to the Sweet 16. And it was based on nothing. They were like an 11 seed. I had no <laughs> clue who they were. But, you know, that's how it goes. Well, love the show, sir. I listen usually when I'm not calling, so uh, I'll let you get to other people. All right, Dan, appreciate the call, man. Good to hear from you. Uh, and and anybody who's watching wants to call in, phone lines are open right now. It's 573-234-4935. Like, guys, I – it can't be overstated what this game was for this coach, this team, this program. Um, I mean, there are nights where, you know, you, you watch a game and you say, okay, they won, but, or, okay, they lost, but there's none of that. Tonight is about one thing. They won the game. They beat Florida on the road. They are in the NCAA tournament. The rest of it doesn't freaking matter. Like, and and I don't mean to discourage 
any calls, any thoughts, any of that. We will talk about anything you guys want to talk about. We will break down every aspect of this. I'm, I'm good with that. We can talk about every play, every possession, all that. I'm just saying the end result is they won a game that is the biggest game this program has won in, I mean, minimum three years. And it might be longer than that. Um, because the difference is from now to three years ago, we know how three years ago turned out. We're not sure how this year is going to turn out. So we're going to go to the 314 area code. Who am I talking with? Hey, Gabe, this is Elias. What's up, Elias? How you doing? Doing well. Like somebody else said, it's a, a good night for sure. Right. Yeah. Everybody's always happier when I talk to them after wins. I don't know how that works. <laughs> exactly. I only I only listen after wins. No offense. There you go. Um, but um, so quick question for you. Yep. I'm thinking about this last shot by Drew Smith. Number one, the context of the team that's lost three or four or five going mm-hmm. up against three defenders and putting it in to get the game winner. That's that's the best shot since when and i want you to fill in the blank and i'll hang up and listen shoot that's a tough one um because there have probably been ones i've forgotten like i i mean actually i would say jeremiah tillman's and one to beat bradley like i know that's a a less consequential one um you know in the end does that one really matter I don't know, maybe not, but it does. Uh, I mean, that one won a game, right? I think it happened with, I don't know, six, eight seconds left, something like that. Um, So uh, probably, honestly, it's it's not even the biggest one this year necessarily. This one might be bigger than that one, but it's in the same conversation. Um, But the last time Missouri won a game with less than a second left, I uh, I'm probably missing one somewhere. I mean, I know Clarence Gilbert did it against uh, Iowa in the uh, – actually, I think he did it. I know he did it against Iowa in the Guardians Classic. I think he may have done it against Georgia in the NCAA tournament too. But I'm sure there have been game-winning shots since then. I just kind of forgot about them because ultimately, did they really matter? I don't know. I remember this one because it's tonight. Now, at the end of the season, will I remember Drew Smith beating Florida with seven-tenths of a second left? I don't know. I might. Um, We'll see where this season goes. But, you know, I I don't mean to downplay the shot. It was a huge shot. But I think we also overplay shots like this in the moment. Let's go to the 407 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe, this is Orlando Keith. What's up, Keith? How you doing, man? Good, man. Great win. My uh, daughter is a graduate of Florida State University, so she was uh, by my side watching games cheering me on. So, okay. always great to beat the Gators. You were both happy about that one, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, it's going to be great going to work tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, hey, quick, quick question for you. Uh, are you more impressed with the first half comeback, sort of, sort of speak, being down seven after the timeout, or are you more impressed that they never lost the lead in the second half? 
both are very impressive. But I, I think the second half, not relinquishing the lead, was pretty impressive. Yeah, I think, um, I think ultimately you have to go with the second half um, because it just, it, not to steal a, a conference slogan or anything, but it means a little bit more then. Right. Um, right. The first half, though, like I think you point out a part of this game that most of us will will kind of not realize is like there was a good long stretch in the first half where I'm not sure they were playing very well, but they managed to hang around, which is which is important, and then get back to to take the lead in that first half, which is uh, you know I mean they could have they could have been buried in that first half and they weren't. So I, I yeah. think in the end, both are equally important, but we will remember the second half much more. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Conzo made a, a, a great time out there, got back, uh, refocused the guys. It could have been hold really on. ugly. Hold, hold on, Keith. Can I interrupt? Wait, Conzo called a timeout and <laughs> like and changed the momentum. That's a thing that happened. So so all these things I hear yeah. about he never calls time out to change a game that might not be true. Am, am I reading you right? Yeah. Uh that's just the bloggers on your site, you know. <laughs> just uh <laughs> Yeah, I I I, I got to uh, throw a barb here and there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't me, it wasn't me. Right. But anyway, uh no, I'm just very impressed with the uh I guess the overall uh, mindset of the team that they didn't lose their their composure yep. uh, in the second half and uh, have a meltdown that that they could have uh, and they've done in the past and they they kind of kept their cool. So anyway, uh, great win and uh, looking forward to uh, Saturday's game. Enjoy the show. Absolutely. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate it. Glad your family had a good night. Uh, You and the the Florida State graduate both. So that is is good news on all fronts. No question about it. And uh, I tell you what, guys, I want to play real quick while we have a minute. Nobody's on the phone. I want to uh, I want to let you guys hear from Drew Smith, the guy that hit the game winning shot. Normally, we don't stick around for player interviews after games. I felt like it was worth it tonight. Well, we'll get to it in a minute. We do have a call now. So we're going to the 765 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, it's Alvin again. What's up, Alvin? How you doing, man? I'm I'm great tonight. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's uh, on your mind? I mean, there was so there was moments where I was concerned, obviously, with everybody else, but uh ultimately we pulled out the win. Um, the couple things that I've got is um, I still concern about the offense kind of standing around and doing the dribble drive at the top, you know. Um, but what does this win do to the mindset of, of, of our team? I See, that's that's the thing. I think and, – and you saw it. I, I mean, I don't know if you were watching when Conzo's interview, but you can kind of feel – this one is bigger than most of them. And and I actually asked Conzo yesterday morning when we talked to him, I said, how important is it for your staff and for the team to, like, just see themselves play well to know they can do this, right? To remind themselves of the team they were three weeks ago. And he downplayed it a little bit. but But I agree with you. Like, this is huge for them because – this is actually, they've done this a lot this year, right? 
Beating Alabama is better than this. Beating uh, Illinois is better than this. Beating Oregon is at least equal to this. Like, they've done this before. It's just been a while. So I think to remind themselves, hey, we can do this. I, I think that's a big deal for this team. And especially going into postseason play, like to get one of these this week gives them something to point to to say, all right, guys, like we're capable of beating teams like this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of where I was at because, uh, you know, I, my I'm in the Air Force, man. And my best friend is an Arkansas diehard Razorback fan. Mm-hmm. And even he's like, man, you guys can walk out on the court and beat anybody any night, but then the next night you might lose to anybody. Right. Which and, is college basketball. You know, yeah, but, I, you know, I feel like this team fluctuates so hard. And so sometimes I even have a hard time buying into that. But, like, tonight showed me because I feel like they faced adversity throughout the game with some things, you know, I thought the game was over. Mitch drained that three, and then the next thing you know, here we go. We're going down to the wire, and we need a layup with .7 seconds to go, or we're going to overtime. Right, right. Um, and and I love this team's, like, mentality about things, but it still concerns me with – because, you know, what is this, like the fifth or sixth game where we've had a double-digit lead? But yeah. at the same time, I know that we can do it. Right, and that's like, you know, from here on out, you're not going to play anybody that you just go out and beat by 25. I, I mean, that the re- maybe round one in the, S- in the NCAA tournament or the SEC tournament, maybe it's possible. Like, you play a team that's just not very good and you get a big win. But for the most part, you're playing good teams the rest of the way, and they're not going to – you're not going to bury them, right? You're going to have to play 40 minutes to beat them. And, you know, after a game like tonight, so let's let's just play the alternate scenario out where Drew Smith misses that layup and we go to overtime and Florida loses and or Florida wins. I'm sorry. And everybody's attitude in that scenario is, well, still got a team that can't close it out. Bad team, (laughs) bad season. Everything's going down the drain. Right. So my point is, like. We just focus on one thing, like the, the the margin between winning and losing and feeling great and feeling horrible is so small, right? But this team, I, I mean, yeah, they don't do it every time. No team does it every time, but they are capable of doing it, like you said. And, and, and they have shown time and time again they've been capable of winning this type of game. So yep. this is probably like a Quanzo, if you will, type of game. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, like, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. Obviously, like, and I've called a couple times where I've been like, "Hey, I'm getting nervous about the NCAA <laughs> tournament," you know, and and I'll own that, like, 100. percent But I'm so proud of these guys. Like, they've done things this year that I even, you know, I was excited going in the year just because we had juniors and seniors like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where these guys have shown that they can fight back, and that's awesome to see. Yeah, and you don't have to be nervous anymore. Missouri's playing in it. Now, what the seed is when they play, I don't know, but they're playing in it. Yep, and that's that's all that matters, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, weird things happen in that tournament, man, every year. So, Alvin, appreciate you listening and appreciate you calling in, man. Thanks a ton. Absolutely. Thank you, Gabe.
All right. Uh, so as I was saying before, uh, before Alvin called in and, and again, if, if we get another call, I'll absolutely take it. But, um, I hung around in the in the post game to to listen to Drew Smith and record that for you guys and and so I want you guys to be able to hear that and I'm gonna play that now. Uh, I think it's like I don't know four or five minutes, something like that, and then we'll come back. We'll take calls, comments, all that stuff. But here is uh, the hero tonight, Drew Smith, 17 points, nine assists. Nine assists and a ton of steals, too. I think he had like six. But here's Drew Smith after the game. All right, Drew, when's the last time you hit one at the end? I mean, to end a game. I, I couldn't tell you, honestly. I really couldn't. Not not right there at the end like that. Maybe late in the game, but not right at the end. Did you know that was was kind of going through you? Did you know that was that was your your role to make the play there? Uh, yeah, I mean that's just that's a play that coach drew up in the timeout. It was just kind of to rip and go, refuse that ball screen, and just see if we can make the play. Dave Manning, Drew, were you thinking you'd go reverse the whole time because it it seemed like that even added a little fraction of a second to it? Was that your plan, or you just decide that on the go? Yeah, no, I just thought if I would have went up on that first side that Castleton or Durge, you probably would have got it. So um, they were definitely coming down the lane quick, and I just kind of went up to the other side. Tom? Hey, Drew, Coach Martin has been pretty animated. Just what, what did this win mean for you guys to kind of snap out of that funk and, and for it to come on the road like it did? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a good – it's a great road win. Um, it definitely meant a lot to us just to – I mean, just to get us back on track, I think just I thought we played hard. I thought we did a good job pushing the ball in transition. Some things that um, were a little questionable there for a few games. So I think um, we were able to go out and execute and come out with a win. Aiden. Drew, obviously you had the big numbers on defense tonight. You had six steals and a block. What, what drives you to be such an energetic defender night in, night out? Because it seemed like you impacted possessions even beyond that. Um, I think just just knowing that that's my role, um, kind of what it's what's expected from me every night. So if I don't do that, then it, it's, it'll look like I think I'm not playing hard. So I think just trying to make sure that um, I'm trying to lock in defensively. And don't get me wrong, I still make plenty of mistakes and can get a lot better on the defensive end. But um, yeah, just because that's my role, really. Mitch. Yeah, just st sticking on the defensive end, but speaking more as a team, you all forced 15 turnovers in the first half. I guess what, what went into that and how important was that in kind of getting you all scoring opportunities on the other end? Yeah, I think it helped us a lot there in the first half. Um, it's easy to run when you get live ball turnovers, especially. Um, so I thought we did a good job of getting those turnovers, getting those stops and getting out in transition, especially there in, in the first half. Ben Arnett. Through confidence-wise uh, for, for this team going into this time of year, what, what does a victory like this do for you? I mean, hopefully it does it does something for us. I hope it just gets our energy gets our energy up, gets us ready to go. Um, we got another big one coming up this weekend. So just making sure that we're staying locked in and we're trying to do the right things at this time of the year. Ben Hockman. Hey, Drew, uh, do you follow bracketology? And, and if so, can you talk about the, the goal, the desire to get out of that eight, nine, and hopefully be on the other side of that seven, six, maybe five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. I mean, I have honestly, I've tried not to look at it. I've tried to just play basketball and hopefully, I mean, we'll see when it comes on selection Sunday, but I mean, I think just, we're just trying to make sure that our team's playing good basketball down the stretch. Really. That's it. Eric, well, thank you. No problem.
Andrew, how often does the team just practice those scenarios where it comes down to a shot at the buzzer? And, you know, is there certain things Conzo likes to draw up in those scenarios? Um, actually, these last couple of weeks in practice, not the last couple of weeks, but these last couple of days where we were kind of off, we did a lot of late game scenarios. We played a lot of 45 second games coming like each game's its own game. So I think I think that kind of prepared us also just understanding what we have to do there late down the stretch. Kaufman. Drew, can you take us through what the, the post-game locker room was like? I, I'd imagine, especially for you after hitting that shot, it was pretty pretty wild. Yeah, it was just exciting. I mean, I think, like everybody has kind of said, it was just a, it was a big win for us on the road, just being able to get out of here. It's a good team, uh, projected tournament team, I think. So just to get out of here with the win, uh, I think it was exciting. The guys were excited. I mean, there's, you can't really explain much more than that. But, yeah, it was definitely a good good energy in the locker room afterwards. Boy. When, when X uh, took the time out, he did it on that side of the course, so you got to start the possession there. Was that by design? Is it more comfortable operating from that side, going in from the right? Um, I, don't think the, I don't think that him taking the ball to that side was necessarily by design, but, I mean, that's the way that the play was drawn up. So, I mean, yeah, that was by design at the end. Hey, Coach Martin said, when it comes to the end, he trusts you specifically. What is it about him and that level of trust that you kind of back and forth, how he trusts you and then how you trust yourself to kind of make those games, uh, those game-winning shots in those situations? Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's gone to me at the end of games a couple of times and I've made bad plays, honestly. So I didn't I didn't know if he was going to come back to me at the end of this game. Um, I appreciate him trusting me to have the ball in my hands again. I've turned the ball over a couple of times late down the stretch. So I think um, I think just doing the right things every day in practice, just kind of building that relationship and building that trust is just really the reason that uh, he kind of comes to me there at the end. Got time for a few more, and then we'll get Mitch in here. Um, Gabe? Drew, those of us who have talked to you over the last couple of years understand you're a pretty even keel guy. Same usually with Coach, but he seemed a little bit more charged up after this one. Can you give us any insight? I mean, was he any different after this one than any other one? Um, I didn't, he was out of, he was out of the locker room before I got into the locker room. So I didn't even get to see him, but um, I honestly, I can't tell you, you got to ask Mitch, I wasn't even in there. <laughs> he was doing that. Uh, All right. I'm going to answer my own question. He was more charged up after this one than some other ones. Uh, it, like guys, it just, this one, it meant more. It was bigger. There's no question about it. It's okay to say this was a bigger one than a lot of the other ones have been. Um, there's, uh, you know, it was a huge win for Missouri. It put them in the tournament. It erased everything that's happened in the last three weeks. Uh, it did all that. So here's what it comes down to, and I put this in the comments earlier. If Missouri wins on Saturday against LSU, they are the five seed in the SEC tournament. That means they will play the winner of the 12-13 game because Texas A&M has decided again they will play basketball. Uh, so apparently A&M is allowed to play in the SEC tournament. They will be the whatever, the 12-13 seed. They'll play probably Vanderbilt. The winner of that game, Missouri, will play on Thursday in the SEC tournament if they beat LSU. If they lose to LSU, Missouri will be the 7th seed, which means they will also play Thursday, but they would play the 10th seed. 
Um, but that no longer matter. It, 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 it just, nobody cares. Like when I was talking to Dan, I said, I would go to Nashville and get the hell out. Just don't get, the only goal going to Nashville is don't get COVID and dick up the NCAA tournament. Like, that's it. Just don't get COVID. You don't have to win the tournament. It doesn't matter. You're in the NCAA tournament. rest of it, nobody cares. Like, I get it. You win a couple games. You might raise your seed a level. That's cool. But the goal is just get in. Missouri's in. Uh, and the rest of it isn't important. We've got the number back on the screen, 573-234-4935. You want to call in? Call in. I, I know that, uh, you know, we have not. You guys have had a chat going on. I appreciate it. And I want to point out, seriously, thank you for everybody who's been here since probably 15, 20 minutes before we started. Because we originally thought this might start, you know, at 7.45. Ended up starting a little after 8 because the game went a little longer. Interviews went a little longer. So we know there are comments. I'm going to get to them, all that. I just realized I'm 48 minutes into the show. I haven't even mentioned Burger Smokehouse, which is a huge error on my part. Actually, uh, was in a text message thread with some friends earlier tonight talking about Burger Smokehouse has a catalog. It is like the meat version of the Penthouse Forum. Um, so if you like meat, check that out. They have a magazine. They have a website. It's smokehouse.com. They have a Twitter handle at Smokehouse Meats. Uh, they have a place in California, Missouri you can go. They sell their stuff in grocery stores. Just Burger Smokehouse. Anywhere you can check them out, go do that. Um, they have been a huge supporter of ours all football season, all basketball season. They will continue to be a huge supporter of ours into the NCAA tournament. Um, so... They'll be there. We'll be there. You'll be there. Um, it's good news for you guys. Uh, so check out Burgers um, and and go out and get yourself some bacon, some pulled pork, ribs, whatever you want to get. You just go pick something up. If you're going to have meat, I don't, I don't know, maybe some of you guys just have rice and beans for dinner. But if you're going to have meat involved in your dinner, go get burgers at some point. So um, – Appreciate that. Uh, had to shout out burgers, but like Ed said, uh, no comments tonight. Too many calls um, and just too many interviews, too much to talk about. Like sometimes we get into a rut where we don't quite catch up with all the comments. So there have been a ton of them. Appreciate it. And we will catch up. And it, we seem to have kind of we've talked to some people on the phone. And they appear to have said what they want to say. Now, again, if you call in, I will certainly go to the phone lines. Uh, but for now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to catch up a little bit on uh, on some of the comments. And I'm going to start with Ed because uh, because it's well, really because it's first one I saw. I mean, there's really no other reason. Uh, is Drew the best all around player on the team? Yeah, I don't really think there's any question about that um Tillman is like in certain ways their best player um he can change a game like no other player on that team can 
I think Pinson is the most uh, kind of he's the barometer when he plays well. They're good when he doesn't play well. They're bad, but just all around, yes, I think Drew is the best player on the team. Um, you know, just I, I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna look up because I didn't look up all his numbers. So here's Drew Smith's line tonight: seventeen points on seven of fifteen from the floor, one of three from three, two of two from the line, three rebounds, nine assists. Um. And I know he had it. Six steals. I mean, 17 points, nine assists, six steals. One turnover. Oh, by the way, he had the only block shot Missouri had. He played 37 minutes. Uh, let's see what the plus minus was. He was plus six in what ended up being a two-point game. The plus six being the highest on the team. Mitchell Smith was plus five, second best. Uh yeah, I mean, in, in pretty much every measurable way, he was the best player on the team tonight. So, um, I mean, 17, 9, and 6 steals is – that's that's something, guys. That's it. Missouri had 14 assists, and Drew Smith had 9 of them. That's a, that's a hell of a game right there. Um, you know, he, he, he played tonight, no question. Um, all right, so let's see. Uh, we're going to keep on moving on. Uh, Hump says, I want to hear a lot of talk about the W by the talking heads tomorrow because they sure love heaping on the doomsday stuff about Mizzou. So here's the thing, Hump. Just watch this show. Just go to our message board. Just, you know. Don't worry about what they say. They're, they they don't matter. They don't pay attention. Uh, they don't know as much about us. Uh, no wins by 20 except maybe first round. This team beat Illinois, and Illinois would like a word with you. Um, yeah, but, Ed, they only beat Illinois by three. Um, my point is they're just going to, you know, not. Like, they're probably not playing anybody. They'll beat by 20, like, the rest of the way. It, it, that's just, like, reality, um, you know, because they're, yeah, they're capable of being a really good team, but, like, we've seen they're also capable of not being great. Um, so they're going to be, like, a 6, 7, 8 seed, 9 seed, somewhere in that. Eight. I think this probably moves them off the 9, uh, but, like, a, a – five to eight they're going to be in somewhere in that range and that means they're going to play a team that on the right day is capable of beating them now do those games sometimes turn out to be 20 point games sure it happens but the likelihood is they're not going to face many teams that they're probably just going to show up and roll the ball out and blow off the floor right that would that was kind of my only uh point that i was trying to make so um Let's see. Let's keep rolling. There are a ton of uh, a ton of comments. Uh, all right. What teams can this team not beat? Gonzaga, Baylor. I mean, on the right night, I suppose they could beat those teams. But, like, 
Gonzaga and Baylor are at a different level. Uh, Michigan and Michigan is in that discussion, although they just lost to Illinois, who just lost to Missouri. So, but here's here's the point: the NCAA tournament. This is why we love it, because weird things happen, right? Uh, I remember a year that Missouri played uh, North Carolina in an eight-nine game. Missouri lost that game. North Carolina was in the Final Four. I saw George Mason make a Final Four. Saw Butler make two. Um, I mean, this is why we like the tournament. The only thing is, I, I mean, I remember two years ago, we were, and it's one of my great regrets that I, I did not see this game. But I was in Nashville. Uh, Missouri was playing Florida State in what I'm pretty sure was an 8-9 game in 2017. And, uh, you know, Florida State got up, I don't know, 20 in the first half. Missouri made a little run. Florida State won the game, whatever. But while that was going on, most of us that were sitting courtside were following Game Tracker when Maryland-Baltimore County was beating the number one overall seed in the tournament. Like, Everybody said for 30 years, hey, this has never happened. It's never going to happen. Yeah, Princeton almost beat Georgetown and, you know, some thing, weird things happen. But it's this is the one thing that's never happened. And then a 16 beat a 1. And everybody watching this show has seen a 2 lose to a 15. Like, just get in. And Missouri got in tonight. That's, like, I can't really spend a lot of time on the rest of it because Missouri is now in and we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the time and we'll find that out down the road but Missouri got in tonight that's that's what matters that's what this game did this game erased the last three weeks it reinforced this team is capable now, it's no guarantee that they'll lose games. I mean, they can lose games. They can lose to teams that aren't in the NCAA tournament, right? They lost. I mean, they're actually, they're I'm trying to think, 15-4 and four against teams not based in Mississippi. So, like, round one, you probably don't want to draw, like, Mississippi Delta or Mississippi Valley State or any of those teams. But... You know, the point is they're in, and anything can happen once you're in. So um, I know we appreciate all you guys in the chat. I know we didn't necessarily get to many of the comments tonight um, because sometimes that's how it goes, right? We had a few calls, had a couple interviews, all that. Um, But appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, we will be back on Saturday, post-game. No pre-game Saturday, because I'm going to be at football practice on Saturday um, before the game, but we will have LSU post-game. Uh, then we will, for the for the SEC tournament, we're not going to have live shows because I've got some other stuff I'm doing. Uh, we will have coverage on the site. We'll have, have videos on the site, all that. Uh, but the live shows are not going to happen next week, but they will return for the NCAA tournament. I promise uh, all those of you 
Hump and T-Rise and Canoe Man and Pocket Watch and uh, Shackleford and everybody who's been here with us the whole time. We're going to do this for the NCAA tournament, whenever that is. Now, I'm probably going to have a second screen set up so I can watch some games because that's kind of what I like to do. But we will be here for the NCAA tournament, not for the SEC tournament. Um, we will do it Saturday. We will not do it next week. We will be back the week after that. And Missouri's playing. That's the moral of your story tonight. So, appreciate you guys watching. Um, Mitchell Forty is, I'm sure, got stuff going up on the site. I've got stuff to write. I'm going to load Conzo's video, Drew Smith's video, all that. We got tons of coverage coming up on what is, I think it's fair to say, Missouri's biggest win of the season. Appreciate all you guys hanging out. It's been fun. Uh, we'll check in with you next time. Thank you.